it to the Easy Yoga Podcast with myself, Geminis, Easy Yoga founder, author, yoga coach, and relationship coach. It is my pleasure to have you here and for you to feel energized, calm, happy, and for you to have the perfect relationship with yourself, your partner, and your family without seeing a family therapist, changing your personality, or leaving your job. You will learn techniques and things to help you guide you through a better life through health, meditation, yoga, journaling, nutrition, and all things yoga for you to have the life you deserve and crave and for you to love yourself on a soul level. Thank you so, so much for being here today. And I am so grateful and so full of love to have you here. Enjoy this next episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode from Easy Yoga, All Things Yoga. And today I have a very special guest with me. Her name is Beth Davies and Beth is a women's health and fitness coach specializing in pelvic health. She helps women with pelvic floor dysfunction, particularly leaking and prolapse to get back to the exercise they love. Her coaching reflects the fact that pelvic floor dysfunction isn't just about pelvic floor, but intricately linked to how a woman feels, moves and what she believes. So welcome Beth thank you for being on oh thank you so much for having me that's all right yeah it's nice to talk about this kind of stuff actually because I have had as you know I've had two children and yeah it's I didn't realize having a baby would make you leak (laughs) yeah I think I think that's it it's you know so so many women who I speak to one of the first things we kind of cover off is like I didn't know, like no one really, no one really told me I would be yeah. dealing with this and, and perhaps for, for, you know, to not feel like they could talk about it and, and ask for help. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah, interesting. It is, it really is interesting. So what do you do? How do you help your clients or, or what, what do you want to talk about? I don't mind <laughs> pelvic floor dysfunction or how it works or anything. Yeah. Um, I had a corporate career for oh, almost um, 15 years, so long enough to find out that I didn't actually want to do that. Um, <laughs> but kind of a, a, actually sort of a stroke of luck um, in that uh, I was um, offered redundancy. Oh, wow. And um, the lovely HR person really encouraged me to kind of use this to my advantage um, I'd already started to retrain as a personal trainer um, and actually saw it as an opportunity to, well, they, they let me carry on working like three days a week, I think, okay. for a couple of months while I had these other couple of days to build a website, get my head around, I'm actually going to do this. Yeah. Um, and that was in, that was in 2013. So oh, wow. very much a fitness business. Um and it was very much centered around um, helping um, people, um, not just women, kind of make those suspe- sustainable changes and yeah. you know, much more about lifestyle um, and always, you know, helping people just to find the joy and kind of longevity yeah. in, you know, in this more active, lifestyle which you know I had struggled with being in the corporate world being yes. in an office until you know sometimes midnight wow yeah to do things you know all the perks that came with 
you know, being in a really work hard, kind of play hard environment as well. Yeah. So that's really where I started. And as I kind of moved through kind of like my business and started to see the kind of people I really wanted to, to work with, I made like my first transition narrowing down just working with women. Yeah. So very much um, taking women away from the fact that they had to be um, punishing themselves with, you know, super hard, you know, workouts, that those were the only workouts that mattered um, and having a much more sustainable and just kind of moderate approach to yeah. things um, in that actually that was the key to helping them to, to keep going, to move them away from doing everything for a month and then not doing anything for three months going back doing a month etc etc and then as I um you know had my children moved into that pre and postnatal fitness space um and over the last couple of years um the you know the importance of I think of pelvic health not being a barrier yes. to you know a woman's active life um I just felt like that was too important and too big to ignore so I've really kind of um niched my business down to you know helping those women who are experiencing you know pelvic floor issues yeah but for whom you know exercise and that active life not only ticks a box from a physical health but also from a mental health perspective yes. as yeah. well and actually it's it's it is important to keep fit but actually for you know for the women I work with it's particularly important for their mental health to to be moving Um, and quite often when you have pelvic floor dysfunction you are told not to move in particular ways and and that might be the thing that you love and the thing that yeah for for many mums is a little bit of who they were before yeah yeah so you know it's about kind of reconnecting them with what they were doing before yeah yeah that you're not just a mum you are you as well as a mum but yes you still are ultimately you yeah and and yeah just allowing them to have that that part of themselves back again yeah 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 and, and I remember when I first had Hugo who's now seven I remember the first couple of days no I think it was the second day that we were back home so he must have been about five days old I wanted to go along the promenade on the beach in Hove and have a walk and I thought right yeah let's go and do this I wanted to get to so far and then I think it was about 100 yards down the road and I was like I can't do this <laughs> my insides feel like they're falling out <laughs> but yeah and I just had to walk back and I just thought I have just pushed out a nine pound baby five days ago (laughs) out of me I'm not surprised I'm not back to normal (laughs) yeah and I you know I think there are lots of um you know your your experience is um you know so common yeah and I think there's you know there's so much pressure on women to to feel like they they have to be out walking and doing the things with the babies and getting back to this and seeming like they're you know they've breezed through everything but there's just been so many changes through pregnancy and birth that actually yeah you know in that postnatal period not just in that early postnatal period like that whole postnatal you know till a year there's so much going on there's so much healing happening 
beyond you know that tick in the box six week GP check that we get if we're lucky yeah yeah I have um, a paramedic friend and he'd said if you go to someone or, or that person's had an operation that woman has had an operation from birth to a year uh, they will know that you've had a baby inside. If they didn't know your history and they opened you up, they would know that you've had a baby because it takes a year, which is nuts because it takes nine months to make one. So yeah, it would think that it would be nine months to a year to recover, but nobody really sees the other side of that. You think, oh yeah, like all these celebrities, they have personal trainers, they have yeah nutritionists, they bounce back within six weeks and you think, well, you're perfect. And it's like, well, you might not be feeling that on the inside and then that's not a real thing for normal people <laughs> but, you know, they might still be fun still be worried about pelvic dysfunction and, and things like that yeah and i think you know with it can be when there's such a you know a, that pressure whether it we feel it from society or we feel it from ourselves which yes. was most definitely me after my daughter um it was also seven um to yeah just to be doing all the things and to you know I talk to to women and they want to like train at their limits yeah it's like we don't like we don't know where that limit is and the other side of that limit is potentially injury or you know it is pelvic floor dysfunction and slowing ourselves down when there's all those pressures can be the hardest thing um, yeah. particularly for women who've trained at either a high level or you know they, they've done quite high intensity training yeah slow down so that eventually they can speed up yes it's a really um challenging mindset shift for them yeah yeah it must be and actually my friend had a she had a cesarean and she said oh it's really weird i'm still i'm still leaking and and we both thought well you haven't actually given birth vaginally how is that possible but you you would know how how is that possible that you still leak is it just because everything is so uh, the muscles are less tight down there or what yeah what happens yeah so there are obviously changes to the, um, the muscles and the ligaments and, and everything, um, you know, the abdominal wall, the pelvic floor muscles. So even without a vaginal birth, they have been on a stretch um, and they may be in that more of a lengthened and weaker position. Yeah. So this one thing is they are weak kind of anyway, regardless of, um, you know, of not giving birth vaginally. Um, but also sometimes for some women, we get the opposite where the pelvic floor muscles are too tight. Um, okay. There's too much tension in them and that's causing some leaking as well. So, right, okay. you know, we can, we, we quite often make the assumption that pelvic floor muscles post-birth are always weak. Yeah. But that's not always the case. Yeah. Um, so it's it's ultimately finding out you know through um you know seeing a women's health physio is what is going on because that changes what you know what you would do with someone yeah because actually you're not going to get someone who's got really tight pelvic floor muscles to do lots of 
pelvic floor strengthening work and yeah. lots of squeezing and lots of kegels yeah. because actually they might benefit from that further down the line but actually at the moment it's about relaxation it's yeah. about how looking at how they might manage stress and how you know all the different tensions in their life are actually yeah. contributing to tension in the pelvic floor right okay yeah an odd question silly question but where is the pelvic floor what is it like where does oh. it lie <laughs> um, i was gonna say i can't believe that my pelvis is not in here <laughs> but essentially <laughs> they are they're muscles and they are multiple layers of muscles and if you think about the coccyx to pubis um, that's where you'll find the pelvic floor muscles, but they also go across, so sit bones to sit bones as well. So it's a really multi-dimensional yeah. uh, muscle, kind of like, you know, it's not just one muscle, it's multiples. And, you know, they do an awesome job of, one, supporting the pelvic organs, yeah. um, you know, two, keeping us um leak free um yeah. being part of um you know sexual function as well um sexual pleasure as well as being able to relax when you have to you know go for a wee or yeah. go for poo um and it's really interesting when i talk to clients about the pelvic floor muscles and I show them on the pelvis, which is yeah. in the other room, um, <laughs> kind of what it looks like is that they're like, oh, well, I thought it was just like a flat muscle. Yeah. yeah. And, and quite often that perception of what it looks like has kind of caused them to keep it tight and kind of yeah. hold on to it because actually right. when you it's like a flat muscle, you know, you, you think, oh, I'm just going to keep it here. So yeah. I'm gonna keep kind of keep everything in you know keep myself dry whereas yeah. actually if you think about it here um you know it's, it's, it's a different analogy um yeah. and it the pelvic floor muscles move as well they move when we breathe they move when we jump they move when we walk they move they they move and respond to, to movement and pressure and and all yeah. of those as well yeah. so it's I find it you know really fascinating it is it's, it, it's one part of the body that is I don't know for so many women it's like this mystical thing yeah we yeah. can't see it yeah it's so linked to lots of different things from you know how we feel about ourselves um you know and yeah so it's it's yeah really fascinating yeah that is and I taught, well, I don't know if it was or not, but I taught when I gave birth, I think, to Brianna. I can't remember doing it with Hugo. But yeah, so I was stitched up. Is that part of the pelvic floors that were stitched up or was that just the different pubic area, pelvis, the vulva? So um, depending on the grade of... Um, I think mine was three. I think it was bad. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it basically goes from, you know, something like a, a quite a superficial tear. And I don't like using the word like superficial because yeah, actually yeah. Still, you know, still a tear and it's still trauma yeah. for the body. But actually, as that grade goes up, there's, there's you know, more trauma 
you know, to those tissues. So actually, postnatal recovery for someone with a grade three tear probably look quite different to someone with a grade, you know, with a, a grade one tear yeah. or, or, you know, um, using that word superficial again. So it's kind of the severity, um, you know, of that of that tearing and not of the, the damage that has yeah. occurred. Yeah. Hello, this is Gemma from Easy Yoga and I wanted to talk to you about the Easy Yoga On Demand Yoga Classes. Now transform the way you start and set the tone for your days. Come and join the Easy Yoga On Demand Yoga Classes where you will be able to stretch your yoga practice, calm your mind and feel totally amazing in the process. Now the collection of flows, meditations and mindfulness movements focus on strength and flexibility to help you hit the ground running each morning and to handle any challenges that come your way with grace and ease because we always have challenges every single day we have challenges so together we wake up the body focus on the mind and take each day with power and intention and you can leave this platform feeling calm relaxed connected alive and most of all focused on you and there are so many different classes there's over 260 classes now all taught by me there are how to so how to do a downward dog how to do a tree pose how to do a certain yoga pose. There's also yoga fours, so yoga for headaches, yoga for shoulder pain, yoga for backache, yoga for stomach ache, lots of different things like that. There are over, I think now, 15 meditations. So you can feel calm and you can relax. There are lots of other ones. So we've got Hatha yoga, we've got Vinyasa, we've got office yoga, chair poses. There are so, so many different ones on there. So go and have a look. It is free for seven days and then it's just £7 a month after that. And the website is easyyoga.co.uk forward slash access now 100% free. That's easyyoga.co.uk forward slash access now now 100% free and it's free for seven days and then it's seven pounds a month after that and I notice when I'm on the trampoline I'm by, I'm better now because Brianna's four but yeah there's no way I could be on the trampoline for maybe half an hour I can't skip still I cannot skip whatsoever <laughs> that's, that's still really bad but I presume a trampoline is better it's it's softer landing whereas skipping is on a hard concrete will people be able to get back to to their range of movement before, like like skipping? Quite often they do. And we can, you know, the way that I, um, you know, approach it is to, to think about, well, what, what are they wanting to, like, what's the end goal? Yeah. And then the type of, you know, training and exercise that we do will almost like create a bridge to that. Yeah. So we very gently might start to when appropriate bring in a little bit of impact work really kind of gentle impact and then you can gradually kind of increase that as well um but you know it's a really interesting point about the um skipping because if you think about skipping it's quite there's a lot of impact you write hard surface we don't have the opportunity or the time when we're skipping and those rope is coming around really flipping quickly <laughs> to think about breathing or perhaps relaxing or bending the knees to, to take some of that impact so it is a high impact you know yeah. and and quite um I would call skipping quite unforgiving if you know there is um 
some weakness um yeah. you know or something that is unresolved with the pelvic floor it shows yeah. up you know? and yeah. it shows up for women regardless of, of whether they've had a baby or not right okay that yeah that was my next question actually yeah for, for women of any age you know any life stage they might notice some leaking Okay. Yeah. And also during, well, sometimes most of the time in my yoga classes, I will say, um, engage your pelvic, engage your core, engage your pelvic floor, pull your pelvic floors up. And then one guy had said, do men have pelvic floors? And I said, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. should know, but do they? <laughs> they do. They do. And the interesting thing about men having a pelvic floor is, and the, the, the reason women tend to experience more pelvic floor issues is, is one, we often give birth. Yep. And we go through the menopause um but two if you think about um a woman's anatomy versus a men's anatomy yeah to put it bluntly we have more holes yeah so there's there's kind of more to support more. there yeah but, you know men do have and do experience pelvic floor problems um okay. and some of the physios that i work with also whilst a women's health physios also working with men to help them yeah. improve you know their pelvic floor problems as well yeah wow that's really interesting so you'll be able to um yeah. tell, you, tell your man <laughs> but yes he can also do it and there's um yeah there's some quite funny um cues for men i think oh, yeah. it's i think it's like tes testicles to spectacles <laughs> so whether with women you might say you know like zip up or draw in or something like that that's a, a cue for the men folk <laughs> That's great. I love that. <laughs> and does nutrition come into it at all or not really? It doesn't really matter what what you eat for it. Yeah. So the interesting thing around nutrition is one that it does come into it because it's all, it's all linked. And the reason yeah. that nutrition is important is from um, a bowel and bladder perspective. Okay. So you know, someone whose diet isn't that great, they're perhaps not having very many fruit and veggies, um, you know, eating lots of processed food, perhaps they're not drinking much water, that kind of thing. You know, they're more likely to experience constipation. And with constipation, what people genuinely do is to strain on the toilets. Yeah. Which obviously creates downward pressure yes. yeah. on, on the pelvic floor. So actually, you know, eating a balanced healthy diet with plenty of you know just the good stuff yeah um, you know and, and good amounts of fiber and water is helpful because you know a, a regular and daily bowel movement will stop people from feeling like they need to strain um yeah. because actually it's quite difficult for them to you know for them to go to the toilet yeah you know and, and from a bladder perspective you know, things like caffeine and alcohol and fizzy drinks and juices and things. If, if someone is a little bit, has a bit of a, you know, sensitive bladder, um, or they're not getting much water and, and drinking kind of too much of the other stuff, um, yeah. that can affect kind of their bladder habits as well. So they right, might okay. find that they're either going a lot, um, going really frequently, um, you know, or that, you know, they're just struggling a little bit and, and the bladder's quite sensitive yeah yeah that's really interesting 
because I wouldn't have thought that but yeah thinking about it that that is actually just a, a natural thing yeah uh, and, and I think that's why I find the pelvic health stuff interesting because it brings together a lot of the stuff that yes I had done from a exercise and and you know nutrition yeah perspective as well um yeah. so it's a nice way to like bring everything together under yeah. like one like neat umbrella (laughs) (laughs) and I drink so much water like in the mornings I will go for a wee and then I'll have a pint of water and that's why I say to my clients actually you need to do that as well because then you're hydrating yourself and then have whenever you have a drink have 10 gulps of water because that's keeping you hydrated but yes then you're going to be peeing for England for the whole day (laughs) but it's good because you're hydrating yourself so I suppose also then does the way you wipe affect it or not? Like you should wipe, is it from front to back? I always do it the other way, <laughs> I shouldn't. Yeah, it's from, yeah, from front to back. Yeah, and that's more of a kind of like bacterial thing. Yes, yeah. And does that ever help, uh, have anything to do with it as in like cystitis or urinary tract infections? Does that? Yeah, it can do, yeah, and, and you know, you can, the way I kind of approach things is to look at everything that's going on for someone yeah. um, and to, you know, we start to piece things together, yeah. um, you know, and I have clients who, yeah, they have clients who don't drink enough water and equally I have clients who will drink a lot of water and are going Too for much. a wee, look, yeah. kind of like loads. And it's like, well, where do we find yeah. this really happy medium where you are, you feel hydrated, but yes. also you know that you can go and teach for a couple of hours yeah. and you're not having to think like, where, where can I yeah. go for a wee? Yeah, yeah, that is true. And also when you're, when you've had a baby, will the pressure of you holding that child or working out, like sometimes I will work out with my children attached to me and things like that. So yeah, Hugo jumps on me. He's seven. He's I think 30 kilos, but I can feel that pressure down below when I'm trying to hold a lunge or something, or you're just trying to hold something when, when you're squatting down and you're trying to pick up a really heavy load, which I can't remember what the, the right weight is. I think, is it 15 kilos now for women or 20 kilos? I can't remember, but the way you pick up something, you should really keep a straight back, but keep your core involved. But then you can really feel it pushing down. You can feel your pelvic floors pushing down and working. Yeah, it's really about thinking about the kind of the the capacity that you have to do something. Yes. Versus what you're actually kind of like trying to do. And, And very much it's around helping someone to meet the demands yes but making sure that actually they're you know whether it's from a strength perspective or a coordination perspective which is where when your little boy jumps on you the pelvic floor has to and that there's a change in the nature of abdominal pressure yeah has to respond quite quickly to that um and it can't always quite do it kind of like quick enough um and you know there are some fantastic ways to to kind of like utilize the pelvic floor and the core during training and and during lifting and and life in general yeah um you know and also really encouraging women to think about building strength so that 
they've got a strong body yes yeah and you know a strong body is, is great um and a strong pelvic floor is is great um and often you know we try and get the pelvic floor strong and then do the stuff but actually I'm yeah big fan of like what's our root in here because you having a stronger body is going to help your pelvic floor yes yeah and also your core as well like you said earlier your core needs to be strong and actually does it as you were saying it's flat but it's not flat it's a proper muscle does that connect up with the lower abs the lower abdominal muscles I can't remember what that's called and that's really bad I should know that <laughs> yeah it. it does it's, it's part of abdominals. The, yeah the um you know the body is made up of lots of different systems and you know the core system incorporates you know the diaphragm at the top the pelvic floor muscles at the bottom your, your transverse abdominals and also um some of the small stabilizing muscles in the back and they you know work together as we breathe yeah. um, and that coordination can kind of go a little bit off kilter for various reasons, but we notice it a lot around pregnancy and yeah. um, post baby because the abdominal wall has been on a stretch because you have accommodated a growing baby. <laughs> um, you know, the pelvic floor muscles are likely to have been on a, a stretch as well. And the body is, is likely to have made some compensations with yeah. how it's, you know, how it gets a job done um, with what it has available yes yeah. yeah we think of it as a system and then that's useful because then we can think well what influences that system well breathing influences that system so how can we think about the way that we you know the way that we breathe and how that might help us yeah, uh, yeah. or equally how that might hinder us as well from yeah. the floor perspective i'm all for breathing no one breathes properly these days <laughs> it's funny when i don't know you probably find this as well when you and it always feels weird saying to people about breathing because you're like, yeah. I know you're doing it and you're doing yeah, yeah. it about 20,000 times a day and life yeah. is good, don't worry. But when you teach someone about, you know, exploring different breathing, yes, is how I like to put it because they're yeah. not breathing wrong. Um, yeah. Is they like, oh, oh, I never, like, oh, <laughs> I feel, I feel lighter, I feel different. I remember yeah. one of my clients, she said, gosh, that's so refreshing to breathe yeah. in that way. So yeah, just, and I think just awareness around breath is awesome as well. Yeah, yeah, it is. And with the, when you're pregnant, the last, I don't know how many weeks it is actually, your abdominals open and make way for the baby, which is the diastasis recti. Is that part of the lower pelvic floor, the, the top of the pelvic floors as well? Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, the, the, it's all it's all connected. Yeah. And, you know, that, that diastasis, when you're pregnant, is really important because that's how you're accommodating yeah. a growing baby. Um, so yes, it, you know, it's, it's all connected. Yeah. And, you know, I think that there's been so much additional kind of discussion around diastasis, which is really interesting. Yeah. But also on the flip side, women being so much more aware of it um, has meant that sometimes women are quite concerned about it. And, yeah. and actually, even if, you know, 
we don't really talk about, you know, like the, the gap disappearing, but we don't actually need like the gap to close totally okay. post baby. Yeah. Don't know if, you know, and, and many people have a diastasis. Yeah. Pre-pregnancy. Right. And sometimes it's just thinking like, well, what are we, what are we chasing after here? Yes. What, what's, what's the goal? Is it to, to close a gap? Um, that you know we don't know if we can ever close or is it yeah. to get more functional and stronger and and for you to know um you know what it looks like when an exercise is a bit too much for it yeah yeah that's really interesting because I've never really thought of it like that I wrote a book a couple of years ago and I did write about all of the diastasis recti things and it's really interesting I absolutely love the internal body parts that you don't really, nobody really knows much about it unless you actually go into it and, and research it. So yeah. talking about it like this is really good because yeah, it just gets it out to the world more, educates more people. Yeah, and I think, you know, there's, there's so, like the research is moving forward, I think at quite, you know, a, a really good rate so that we understand more about it and yeah. where it might've been about closing the gap that narrative and that conversation has shifted to around you know function and strength and the more we find out and the more research we do that will move on as well yeah yeah and how how is it so with the menopause then is it just because women are getting older that the the muscles are weaker or not is just a different life stage yeah it's a couple of things so you know the muscles um might be getting weaker um but also the whole the you know the, the perimenopause is you know that huge hormonal kind of shift cascade or you know all these things yeah. going on um that actually the hormones play a role in the quality of the tissues okay. as well so it, it, if we're seeing it other muscles we're likely to be seeing it in pelvic floor muscles as yeah. well which yeah. is why you know women who are perimenopausal or, or you know postmenopausal may notice that even though their pelvic floor is seemingly been okay it's actually now they're noticing some changes okay um, yeah wow that's really interesting i never knew that i just thought it was yeah part of just I don't know, getting older, so muscles are getting weaker, but then that's a really bad, bad thing of me to say, because <laughs> you can get older people that are really strong. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's really encouraging women to think about their, you know, not just their pelvic health, but their whole health in a yes. different way to perhaps how they've, how they've thought about it before, which, you know, it changes by generation, but certainly you know, like my mum's generation, you know, everyone had been on a diet for their yeah. whole life. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, they probably weren't as, you know, as active in terms of like structured, Yes. you know, exercise. It just probably wasn't done as much. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a real step change for, you know, for some women to yeah. be like, you know, well, actually lifting weights yeah. is a good thing you know and it's not lifting a 50 kilo no. deadlift it's like yeah. picking up what you have now and, and yeah. working with that yeah you know as well as thinking about 
their bone health and their brain health and their heart health all of those things you know come in and play a role yeah yeah it's all connected the same with well-being emotional well-being nutrition breathing everything is totally connected and two things that people can take away today what would you say two things to kind of sum up what we've spoken about oh two things that's really <laughs> you're on the spot now uh, sorry. <laughs> we have talked about a lot of things we have so, so one i think would be not to make assumptions about your pelvic floor but to find out what's going on yeah and be proactive in that um in that just because we've had a baby or a couple of babies, but just because, you know, we're perimenopausal, that doesn't mean that this is now something we just have to accept as a consequence of that. Yeah. So, you know, being interested and proactive, um, finding out more. So, you know, seeing a women's health physio, which you can do privately, or your GP may be able to refer you to your local NHS team so that you get a really clear picture of what's going on and the action therefore that you need to take yeah perfect and where can we find you what's your website or your social media post place so um website is www.bethdaviscoaching.co.uk and my instagram handle is the same so it's beth davis coaching and it's davis said davis but spelled Davies. I know, sorry, I said that earlier. <laughs> it's all right. Honestly, I always say Davies to people. And my husband's like, it's Davies. Like, but it helps them with the spelling. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. It's been really good to have you on. It's been really interesting. Oh, thanks so much for having me that's all right oh so as always I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode so please leave a comment or tag me on social media using at Yogi Gemma I'm always so grateful to hear your thoughts and thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode I will be back next week with another one another fun episode for you guys to listen to and also please leave a review on iTunes or like and subscribe to this podcast because it really means the world to me so thank you thank you thank you so much and I will see you very soon 